You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, smart down and it's called for another foul. Check Jacko. Come on. Jacko. Jacko's having some fun here. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here on a Saturday. Uh, we've missed a little bit of time. We had some stuff going on, or I had some stuff going on. But we're back now, and we got plenty of news. Whether it's good or not is a different story. But I know before we get into the Celtics, Sam wanted to talk briefly about some uh, problems, or not problems, but disappointing turns he had with March Madness. So you want to talk about that, Sam? Yeah, March Madness. Uh I, I bet on sports for like the first time in forever yesterday because I was, I was at work. I was like, you know what? There's games on. I'll bet on them. Put in a parlay, five teams. Uh, Hartford, they covered against whoever they played. Baylor, Baylor. I think. Yeah. Uh, Oklahoma State covered. I bet on an NIT game on accident, but they, that covered. And then Houston <laughs> won. And then Ohio State lost. <laughs> and I would have won like six times what I bet. I'm furious. Yeah. I only put it in because I was like, oh, it's going to get me more money. It's free. I'll just put it in. It's like, why would you not add things in if they're like almost locks? Mm-hmm. They lose. Sam hates Dwayne Washington now. Yeah, the guy, they, the guy sucks. Missed a wide open three to tie the game. Missed the buzzer beater in regulation. Missed two free throws towards the end of overtime. This guy's an NBA prospect. Keep him away from the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, EJ Liddell and Dwayne Washington couldn't cover and uh yeah, those guys on Oral Roberts were nasty, right? They they were just killing the game for for them, and they, they yeah, were under bed. Intently watched the game, but I yeah. watched like towards like the end. I watched I the was... game though. Ohio State's defense was tragic. Uh, so they turned the ball over a lot. Yeah, they had like double, triple the turnovers that uh, uh, Roberts did, but it was unfortunate. But not as unfortunate as the Celtics have been lately. Celtics have been just not fun to watch. And Sam, I know you have a take on them that they hate what? What do the Celtics hate? They hate winning. Some guy got mad at me <laughs> yesterday because I tweeted. Yeah, that. I saw that. Like, obviously, saw I'm that. joking. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you get mad at. Like I mean, with the with I the mean, I appreciate Celtics... him though because he said he likes the content. So shout yeah. out to that guy. But I mean, you like the content, you should know we're uh, a little bit sarcastic. Shout right? out Ty. I think that's his name. Shout out Ty. That's Ray, his name. I, I think so, but. I mean, it certainly looks like they don't like it very much because they can't do it. Like, they, they just crumble. We're, we're recording after the Cavs and Kings games. I don't mind the Nets and Jazz game as much. I know the Jazz game annoyed you a little bit, which, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Of that. Yeah. They were in it, but these Cavs and Kings game, I was texting someone during the game, and at halftime, I said, you know what? I'm not confident because you know what's going to happen. The Celtics are going to make a run in the second half. They're going to go cold down the stretch, and then Fox and Heald are going to hit big shots. What happened? exactly that it, it's well not exactly that it, it was fox and holmes instead yeah yeah he'll hit a big three too but i mean holmes that brad stevens talked about it after the game that holmes three was just ridiculous and that's not necessarily the Celtics' fault but they shouldn't have been in position in a position where that mattered right you know what i'm saying yep it's just it's so frustrating to watch them play so well in that third quarter they played really well in the third quarter it, should, it just didn't matter because they played so bad the rest of the game is it an energy thing, Sam, or is there just something like at the core wrong with this team? I'm not completely sure, and I, I don't have an answer per se. The one thing that sticks out to me is that it, they can't get stops when they need them, ever. Mm-hmm. They, they'll get stops in the middle of the game and not take advantage of it, but when it's the fourth quarter and you're in a close game, you have to be able to stop the other team or you're not going to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I didn't particularly think they looked bad on offense down the stretch. I mean, yeah. yeah, they went a little bit cold, but I mean, the defense is what screwed them. Sacramento was scoring time and time again, and then they started to have to play a little bit more sloppy on offense. Yeah, uh, I mean, they, they would get blocks. Holmes. Holmes didn't miss, man. He he was a beast. I want him in a Celtics uniform, but I guess that's just what happens when I see somebody good. If Danny, we'll we'll get into trades later, but uh, Danny and should have been there scouting trades. You don't want to talk about trades? No, I wanted to. I mean, is it even worth doing trades at this point with this team, Jack? My thing, in all, my... In all seriousness, is it real? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not like. I this know. is not like an overreaction. Like, look what where they are. They're twenty and twenty-one. I mean, they're getting worse as the season goes on. Not better. It's not like they were struggling early and then you know they're starting to turn it around. Like they were playing well early. 
and now they're starting to turn it around. You know, yeah. it's it's I mean, not great. It, this I mean, in. what what does making a trade do for you? Yeah, this bleeds into something I had written down. I was going to get to it, but we can get to it now. Is it time to be just okay with mediocre mediocrity this season? Because like realistically, be. you know what I'm saying though. Because it would make it just... more enjoyable to watch. Here's the thing though. I don't know how the lottery works this year with the play-in games, and like I'm not saying they should tank, but I mean, you're you're better off. I'm not saying like I'm not saying they should tank, but like you're not going to win a title. Yeah. I don't. I just don't think making a trade right now is worth it. And I'm like the biggest homer ever. I at the beginning of the season I was riding high. They were eight and three. Tatum and Brown looked amazing. And I genuinely thought they could be the best players on a championship team. Now I'm not so sure. I don't know whose fault it is that they're playing so poorly. I don't think it's Stevens. I don't think it's Ainge. Well, Ainge a little bit only because he's the one that put the team together. But even then, the guys that he brought in have underperformed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Thompson, yeah. Teague has been awful. They don't play Neesmith, and when they do, he doesn't make a huge impact. So I understand why they don't play him. But he Pritchard didn't give him a chance no... to make an impact last night. What do you he mean they don't in. give him a chance? He played like seven straight games and he didn't wow you. He came in yesterday. He didn't do anything. But my point is the Celtics offense is just so like centered around the Jays, which it should be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be centered around the Jays, but when it's centered around the Jays, it's not like they're having off ball movement run around for the other guys. And it's not Brad Stevens fault, right? Like maybe he could drop a couple plays, but if you watch it, <clears throat> there's no off ball movement. It's see if the Jays can get a shot and dump it off to somebody they trust. They dump it to Teague. They jumped it to Thompson, to Smart, somebody. And th- there's no off-ball movement to get Neesmith open. He can't do it by himself. Yeah, he can make the cuts. But in order to get an open three, he can't just run around aimlessly like a chicken with his head cut off. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got to they gotta set some screens for him. They're not doing anything to get him open for these shots. They and got granted, open yesterday, and he, like, he didn't even hit the rim. He hit the other side of the backboard. He was on the wing. He yeah. hit... He, on the right wing, he hit the left side of the backboard. Yeah, it's and like I was gonna say, it's not like he's making the shots when he has gotten them. But to play devil's advocate, it's kind of hard to get in a rhythm when you get what one shot a game. It's you know what fair. I'm no, it's yeah. fair. And I'm not giving up on him as a whole. I'm just yeah, saying right now, I understand why he's not getting minutes because he's not doing anything when he's out there, and everyone's all up in arms because he's not playing. Play Neesmith. I mean, I listened to the Ainge interview on the radio. Toucher and Rich shout out them, love them. Uh, you know, Rich was asking him about Neesmith, and, like, they really hammered it, and then they played Neesmith. I mean, isn't that funny (laughs) that those guys kind of have an impact on what happens? But, I mean, he goes out there, and he just doesn't look like he's ready, which it doesn't mean that he will never be ready. And I mentioned this on the pregame, and you guys had a good counter to it. I mentioned Jalen Brown. You guys said, well, that was a much better team with more depth, and he wasn't playing behind guys that really should be getting minutes. Mm -hmm. And you got a skeleton crew this year besides the yeah. – I mean, they're just so top-heavy, Jack. I know. If it's here, This is the thing we've been talking about all year. If they add depth, does it make them better? Is it now worth thinking, is it worth adding the depth and trading what you have? Is it too late at this point, realistically, right? Was it too late? I mean – because well, they're it's just 20 not 21, it. right? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter it if it's late it? or not. No, but, like, is it worth it? At, like, with the team, with the record they have now and the way they've been playing, when I said too late, I mean, is it just – they miss they miss the boat to turn it around realistically. Do you think that's what I'm saying? Like they obviously they can turn it around a little bit, but is it enough? To I make think it a they championship can still team? turn around. And I mean, listen, they played well at the beginning of the year with the same team, mm-hmm. and with Tatum and Brown doing incredible things. And they also had Marcus Smart playing a lot better than he has been. He hasn't been that great. Um, now I'm going to sound crazy that, for a second. Go ahead. I, I want to sound crazy. You said eight and three, right? They started off the year hot. What yep. when when would you say the turning point of the season was? When I look Kate at it, I see, the COVID. I, see, I see the Knicks game, like in terms of games, right? Yeah, no, Kemba comes back, and th- that was his debut, and then they've been shit ever since. That and that's my point. And I, you don't want to say it because you like the guy, but ever since well, he came back, I was thinking about this before you brought it up, but continue, and I have a point. Ever since Kemba Walker came back, I was talking to Tim, our, our friend Tim Shields. Go give him a follow, Tim Shields NBA, and read Clover Disclosure. I was talking to him about it. And if, if Kemba's not hot, right, if he's not hot, team can't do anything. Because then it, they, the, the other team, like the opposing team, can lock up the Jays realistically, right? The Jays can get their shots. They can get their buckets. But outside of that, if Kemba's not hot, they don't have a third, like, scorer. And he hasn't been able to stay consistently hot all season. 
And since he's come back, the Celtics haven't been playing well. And you can't tell me there's not a correlation there because you just agreed with me. The next game was the turning point, and coincidentally, that was when Kemba came back. Is that a coincidence? It's, it's or not? strange. And it's not... <sighs> go ahead, I, go ahead. There's a lot more than just Kemba. Of Kemba course, hasn't yeah. been great. I mean, Tatum gets COVID. He, so he said himself he doesn't feel the same, which, yeah. I mean, I don't know what it's like to have COVID. I didn't have it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's obviously affecting him. Brown is, he started off red hot and he's cooled off. He's still not playing bad, but, yeah. you know, it's tough with Kemba because I was thinking, I was like, it, it, not because I, I just don't think Kemba fits, which is weird because he yeah, fit last year. And this team isn't different from last year's team all that much. That's why it's so frustrating. They lost Gordon Hayward, yes. Theory, yeah. And Gordon Hayward is an important player. But, I mean, dude, they played so many games without Gordon Hayward. It shouldn't be like an earthquake just hit. That's true. I think, and Kemba obviously had surgery too. So I feel like that's got to be affecting him a little bit. But it's so underrated how important Gordon Hayward was to this team because he gives you that ball handling ability, right? Because right now, the ball is almost always in the hands of the Jays or Kemba when they're in the game, at least. Pritchard gets some time running the offense. Smart gets some time running the offense. But would you agree, Sam, that it's mostly Kemba and the Jays like holding the ball most of the time, right? Yeah. When Gordon I mean, Hayward the... is... Exactly. And yeah. you want the ball in their hands. But when Gordon Hayward is on the team... If the possession didn't work out, they could dump it to him and he'd figure something out, right? They'd run the offense realistically. Now it's – if they don't figure something out, they dump the ball in the hands in of Shemi Ojale or Grant Williams or Aaron Neesmith. And those just aren't viable replacements. The Celtics don't have a real wing on this team anymore outside of the Jays. They don't have a real wing. And Neesmith is the wing. And like we talked about, it's – like he's not – He's not ready for that. And that's fine. He's the 14th overall pick. Like, no one expects him to come in and be, like, this huge, giant contributor. And maybe you hoped he would be, but he just hasn't been. So you can't be mad at the guy. He's a rookie. Well, no. He was supposed to – they drafted him because he was supposed supposed to be be a shooter. Yeah. He was supposed to be someone you can put right in, Mm -hmm. and he makes an impact, and it just hasn't – that hasn't happened. Richard has been more of that than him. Exactly. And you can't, like, obviously it's frustrating that Neesmith isn't doing the one thing you brought him here to do. But that's not, you can't pinpoint that and say, okay, he's the reason the Celtics are losing. It's just, like, a frustrating, like, side note thing. Like, maybe it would help them win a few more games. It's a domino effect. There, there's a bunch yeah. of things that happened that have led to them losing. For All right, let's go way back in history. Kemba hurts his knee. That's That's probably number one, right? Number two, Hayward ends up leaving. Number three, Tatum gets COVID. Well, I mean, I guess you could say Romeo gets hurt, but I don't really know how impactful yeah. he is because he hasn't played a lot yet. Uh, Tatum gets COVID. He comes back, isn't the same. Kemba comes back, isn't completely the same. Smart gets and they hurt. haven't. Smart gets hurt. There have been a lot of things that have went wrong, but it doesn't make. And let's just let's start with COVID happens in general. Yeah. I'm not saying it's an excuse because every other team around the league is dealing with it. And they're not it's making not an a, excuse either in post games. They're not right. But yeah, but. I mean, listen, and I said this to the guys at the news station I was talking to yesterday. Um, you have a completely different team here if there are fans in the garden every night. Because these are young guys. They they might close some of these games if they have 18,600 screaming. It's yeah. not an excuse. They should absolutely be playing better than they are. But if there are fans in the garden, I guarantee you, Jack, that they don't choke as many games as they have. I agree, and it's sad because I'm pretty sure there were fans in the garden last night, Sam. Nope, there weren't. This was the start. I'm pretty sure today was the start. There are a lot of twenty ninth is the first game, Pelicans. Oh, really? Okay, well, the restrictions the come off Monday, and they're on the road next week. Okay, I got it confused. I thought it was the nineteenth, not the twenty ninth. But nope, uh, that's somebody else yeah. thought that too. It's all right. You know, it's a bad loss when like I have people start texting me about yeah. the game. You know, like yeah. I got like two or three people. One of them was my dad, but I mean, my I had dad a couple texted me too. <laughs> texted me about the game and like, oh, like this, that. So that's when you know it's bad is yeah. it's like, come on, like, let's go back to the Utah game because you mentioned it earlier. You're OK with it. I'm not. Yeah. OK, I'm not. I'm not OK with either of the losses they had to Utah this year. OK, they should have won both of them. And they let Utah put together a run at the end of the game both times. Utah has the best record in the league, yes. Yeah. But they don't particularly have that guy that, like, 
let's let's use the Nets as an example. I'm more okay with that loss because they have superstar players that are closers, and you kind of are ready for what's coming. The Jazz are just a great team, which is fine. And but that's the reason why a lot of people don't buy into them long term is because they don't have that one guy to push them over the hump. Even though Donovan Mitchell's spectacular, but you He's know people don't. It. Yeah, people don't really talk about him like that yet. The Celtics lost two clutch games to them the same way. They didn't learn. They played a terrific game against Utah too, which is the even more frustrating part that they they lost everything they did through that whole game. They had twenty eight assists, I think maybe twenty nine, and they lose at the end of the game. And I, I couldn't tell you why. I don't know what the problem is with them closing games. Is it because they don't have a solidified closer? Isn't that what Tatum's supposed to be? Isn't that what Kemba's supposed to be? That's what they're supposed to be, yeah. And I, I don't get it. The reason I said I am, quote-unquote, like, okay with the Jazz loss. I'm not okay with any loss. They should be winning most of these games. I, I just meant in comparison to those Kings and Cavs games. Because those those were... Yeah, it's not as bad. Yeah. it's just... Going in... Two games, I have it in my mind. I'm like, okay, they should win this game. I think they should have beat Houston. They did. They should have beat Utah, regardless. I, I mean, I just that's just the way I feel. I don't know Utah. No, I agree. They're yeah. not. They're not some juggernaut, unbeatable team. Like mm-hmm. I, I, every reason I just explained to you is why I feel that way. They should have beat Cleveland for sure, and they should have beat Sacramento. That is three games that they should have won, in my opinion. Before the game even started, that's how I felt. And when they go in and lose, that's when I get angry. And, they, and they I talked hate... about this. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go, go. All right. All right. My turn. Um, <laughs> I hate, hate, hate having to talk about stuff like this. We're, yeah. we're trying to diagnose what's wrong with this team like we're <laughs> doctors. And this is how it was when I used to write every night. And before, after, before and after every game two years ago, the Kyrie shit show that was, <laughs> I was writing all the time. And I got so sick of it because it's like, this is what they need to do. No, this is what they need to do. And none of it works. And that's why I'm leaning towards like, dude, don't even make a trade at this point. Or maybe maybe you have to. But it, I don't know. I, I It's very difficult for me to say make a trade because – you do have nice young pieces, not saying they've been spectacular. Robert Williams has been great, even though he had a rough go yesterday, at least for a little bit he did. Mm-hmm. Pritchard has been pretty good for the most part. He's a little inconsistent, but that's all right. And Neesmith, you don't know what you got. Romeo, you don't know what you got. And Grant shows he can play a role decently well. He's a yeah. good hustler. So you have all those guys. You have to ask yourself, do you want to keep them, teach them how to play in the system, develop them or do you want to you know blow it up mm-hmm. that's what i was going to say is celtics have played the most clutch games in the nba i know they mentioned this on the broadcast last night chris forsberg talked about it they played 28 clutch games which clutch is defined as within five points uh under five minutes in the game left and they're 11 and 17 in those games which is absolutely the yeah that's the surprising part which is sad they've had the most losses in the clutch and they they shoot absolutely horrendous. Guess, Sam, what do they shoot from three-point range in the clutch this season? 28%. 24.1 from three, which is absolutely ridiculous. They take 2.1, and they shoot 41.0% from the field. They can't make shots. And I'm going to go look at what their opponents are shooting in the clutch because, you know what, I'd bet you it's a whole hell of a lot better than the Celtics. Let's see. Opponents against the Celtics shoot... Oh, wow, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. 31.9% from three and 42.1% from the field. Feels you know like what? it's at least 50 apiece. That doesn't matter if they don't score themselves. The Celtics can't score in the clutch. And it's it's like they divert back to the Heat series last year. They just play hero ball, right? There's no passing. The offense in the third quarter versus the fourth quarter is completely different this year. Completely different. And everyone last year talked about how bad a fourth quarter team the Celtics were. This year, Celtics in the third, I mean, third quarter team. This year, Celtics in the third quarter, amazing. Celtics are great in the third quarter this year. They just can't play in the fourth, which is so frustrating because, like you said, Sam, I hate talking about this. We've talked about this every are, are week. Are they tired? Is that the what it, Are they tired at the end of games? Is that, I don't I, know, man. I don't know what the answer is. And I'm really sick of talking about it, so they need to get their shit together. 
because that's <laughs> what we have to talk about. I love doing the show, obviously. Yeah. But I get so sick of talking about the same stuff because nothing's changing. They're, yep. they're still going out. It, we saw it as soon as the season started. I can't believe they beat Milwaukee. Yeah. Looking <laughs> looking to hindsight, you can't believe luck. it. A little they bit they luck, go out to Indiana. They lose the next game in clutch. They do win the, the one after. Then they come. Do they come home after that? And then they they beat the brakes off of Memphis. I don't know. There's a couple of games. They the lose Pistons a clutch one in Detroit. Next. Yeah. Then they come back and win a clutch one in Detroit. Yeah. So it's like. There's too many clutch games, I will say. The Celtics are either in the clutch or it's a blowout either way. There's no, like, middle. They don't never win by, like, 10 points. You know what I'm saying? It's never, like, yeah. just a normal basketball game, which is frustrating. But Celtics in the third quarter this year score the seventh most points, have the fifth best field goal percentage at 49.5, and have the fourth best three-point percentage at 41.4. Third quarter, they're great. Fourth quarter, they're I, I bet you money that they're the worst fourth quarter team in the NBA. It, it like overall. Pretty sure they are. Pretty sure they keep like plastering those stats on the TV. Mm-hmm. NBC Sports Boston, by the way, something's wrong with their audio. It's like a split second off. Yeah, it's really getting me pissed. Every time <laughs> I watch the game, the ball goes in, and then you hear the net like a half a second later. They gotta yeah. fix it. It's been two games in a row now. They gotta. Yeah. They gotta get on that. It's frustrating, and I- I'm curious to see. I'm gonna look right now, but I'm gonna talk while I look. I feel like I've, I've been a noted guy who's been frustrated with Jason Tatum all year, right? I've talked to you about this. So Jason Tatum, he's pissed me off all year long. And at one point during the Hawks game, I said he was my least favorite player to watch on the Celtics because that game he was. He was ridiculous that game. If you don't make the shot, start passing the ball, Jason. Like, he wasn't I'm sorry. Yesterday either. He only had like 15 points. When Jason Tatum gets the ball in his hand, he never tries to make offense for others. He, his first instinct is always to score, which is fine. But at some point, you got to realize if it's not going in, you got to start making offense for others. You can't just like you can't try to put a square block in a round hole or whatever the hell the saying is. Start making offense. And Jalen Brown does that when Jalen Brown can't get to his spots. He makes offense for others. And Jason Tatum doesn't do that. And while I do still think Jason Tatum is a better overall player than Jalen Brown right now, Jalen Brown's creeping up on him real fast. Would you agree? Um. At the beginning of the year, yes. I think he's cooled off, too. But, I mean, as a leader, Jalen Brown is excellent. He always is saying the right things. I, I just don't think Jalen Brown, not Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum's is vocal during pressers, which isn't the worst thing. But Jalen Brown always is saying what I would like to hear from the players. You know, he says it's frustrating, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I, I'm so sick of talking about what's wrong, and I don't want to have to say that these guys are not doing what's right. Because realistically we don't know if it's them it's probably a little bit of everybody but if it's really the guys in the top that are screwing them the lack of depth coaching like you name it yeah it's just i, I wanted to ask you this i have this written down who do you blame the most is it steven's angel the players like at this no point, it's, it's definitely not it, it's the players really it's, it's the players for sure they're it's, the ones out there jack regardless yeah, no the, I don't care what Danny puts on the floor. I mean, I care a little bit what he puts on the floor. But real, what they have <laughs> is not different from what was out there in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Except for Gordon Hayward. And they made the playoff run without him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't just... want to hear about Gordon Hayward because they played plenty of games when he was here without him. My it's only not... frustration... With Ainge is it season. good to have Gordon Hayward? Yes. Do I yeah. wish Gordon Hayward stayed? Yes. Do I think Gordon Hayward's a good player? Yes. But they should not be struggling because he's not here. Because when he was here, he wasn't playing every game anyway. Yeah. And they were winning games without him. Like, they have been. They've been winning games without Gordon Hayward since he went down with that leg injury. And obviously, it's a very different. Since team the dawn him, of but... time, they have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only reason Danny Ainge is annoying me is because he's going on the radio consistently and saying, yeah, this team is bad. You constructed the team. You think the team wants to hear you go on the radio and, like, trash talk them? Like, I can't imagine that helps, right? Uh, You could say, oh, it's motivating them. But this is just like when Shaq tells Donovan Mitchell, like, you're bad. Like, why, Danny? Like, like, I understand the fact that it's being real. That's what we're saying. They're bad. But say you're going to do something to, like, like – you can't just what go there and say, do? oh, yeah. What do you want him to do right now? That's that's what we're talking I about. Know. I don't think he should do anything right now because they're not worthy of it. 
What I will, what I do want them to do right now, if Sam, so you're saying like realistically they could not give up on the playoff aspirations, but just like start being okay with where they're at right now, like not make a trade. If that's the case, stop playing Teague. Stop playing Thompson. They do nothing for you. They do absolutely nothing. Well, well, Thompson's been out, but Teague did. I don't think he played yesterday. But my point is, if you're gonna be okay with mediocrity this season, which I don't want to be, I don't think any Celtics fan on this planet. I don't either. But I don't really know what your options are. If you're going to do that, play Neesmith every night, which we saw Brad do. Maybe they're starting this. Play Neesmith. Play Pritchard 20 minutes a game. Play Grant. Play Robert Williams 25 minutes a game. Play all of your young guys in hopes. Play Carson Edwards, for Christ's sake. Do something different. Don't play Jeff Teague. Don't play Tristan Thompson. Don't even play Daniel Tice 30 minutes a night. Let the young guys figure it out. And that won't win you a ton of ball games, maybe. But they're not winning m- many now. They're w- they could win as many with those young guys developing as they are right now, which is sad, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? If I had to hypothesize a way that could potentially... I mean, it's it's really like boom or bust. But if you're really saying, okay, we're going to commit to this group, what you got to do is what you said. Agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. But you also have to say, listen to Tatum and Brown or even Kemba. These are your guys. These are the guys we hopefully want to have around for a little while. So get used to playing with them. Learn how to play with them. And don't be afraid to pass to them. Yeah. Don't be afraid to give them the ball. I mean, that'll give everybody a little bit more chemistry. This team, it shouldn't be an issue, Jack. Yeah. And people, you can complain about Ainge. He's the one that built the team. Dude, the team went to the conference finals last year. They lost Hayward, which really, I mean, I don't think there's really anything he could have done about that. Mm-hmm. Do you, yeah. I mean, do you? what do you think about that? Do you think he really had an option? I think the one thing Ainge could have maybe done better is I, I've heard reports that he was being a little bit greedy with Indiana because I think Hayward, like a little bit, like before he got the big offer from the Hornets, I think Hayward, obviously his first choice was the Pacers, right? Everyone knows that. I think if Ainge had said, okay, we'll take Turner and McDermott, because I think Turner, uh, Ainge was pushing for Turner and Warren or Turner and Oladipo, which is fine. Like, you want to get the best value. But I think if he had just accepted, like, okay, we're going to lose Hayward for nothing. Let's take Turner and McDermott and be happy with it. I think that would obviously make this team better, right? Because then, I mean, you wouldn't have Thompson. I don't think he would have made the Thompson be better signing. than now. However, exactly. even if that happens, right, people forget and I don't know if you remember, I'm not saying you're an idiot or anything (laughs) that, that whole situation when it was, it was like Friday to Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. He wasn't officially able to sign anywhere until Sunday. So say if they did agree on that on Friday, because that's when it was all being discussed. And then the, the Charlotte news, I want to say broke on Saturday. Saturday still comes before Sunday. (laughs) So even if, even if he was interested in Indiana, that still happens. That's still mm-hmm. going to happen. He has to sign for there to be a sign and trade. And I know you understand that, but not everyone does. Yeah. So as far as Ainge is concerned, I'm not super upset with him because the team went to the conference finals last year, two years ago, with a lot of these guys already on the team. Uh, Tatum, Brown, Marcus, Shemi Oljale was playing in that 2018 run. Who else? Robert Williams was on the No, he wasn't. Not the first time he wasn't on the team. He was last year, and he was impactful in the playoffs. Who else am I missing? Um, Great. Well, uh, 2018. Um, I don't think. Well, everybody was on the team last year except for Teague and uh, Teague, Thompson, Pritchard, Neesmith. And I don't think anybody else. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So all of those guys were on that team. (laughs) What What was he supposed to do? Yeah. I don't know. I going mean, into the season, I thought they were going to be great, too. You, you can't it, blame them. Most people thought they were going to be at least better than this. This is, I think this is worse than anybody thought it could have been. And it, yeah, it's no, painful. I agree. I, I'm I just know. frustrated because people are really in on, on Ainge right now. And what if you were Ainge and you go back, what, dif- what do you do differently? Realistically, what do you do differently that is going to make a big difference with what's going on right now? And now, a quick word from our sponsor. I just, I, I just thought Turner... When, when he picked me, Smith, I don't think anybody had a problem with that pick. Am I, am I right, Jack? Yeah, I didn't have when, a problem that, with it. I had a draft couple happened, guys everybody better. was happy about that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. When they... 
when they brought in Thompson and Teague, I was like, that's pretty good. That's a good deal. Especially mm-hmm. Thompson. I was excited for that. Yeah. I thought Thompson would be really great. And he hasn't panned out. I thought Teague that's would not, be okay too. But yeah, no, that neither of those guys not panning out is Ainge's fault. Yeah. I don't, I, I might not even be their fault, especially Thompson. Dude hasn't played ball in the NBA since March, since COVID before this season. And I think he's been better lately and he's finally getting back up to speed, but now he's out again. Painful. But I'm so sick of people hammering Ainge because, like I just said it, like what else do you do differently? What what do you do differently? The team went to the conference finals. They should these guys should be playing better than they are, and it's mm-hmm. not his fault, and it's not Brad. I don't think it's Brad's fault either. Maybe it is a little bit. But Brad took I some mean, blame the other day in his press conference, saying he needs to. I, I think he's going to change the rotations. He up said a bit what? And try different things. He basically said like. I'll take some of the responsibility. I'm maybe I'm going to try a few new things in the rotations and switch things up, which we saw last night and it, it didn't work again. But something's got to change, and I agree with that. And I respect him for taking some of the blame. But also, he's not going to Indiana. That was that was ridiculous the other day. Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> Capital. He just though. signed an extension. Why is he going to leave? Yeah, uh, it's because he said when it was brought up, he made it sound like he was. I don't, I don't think yeah, he, he made it sound like, like he was considering he, it, but he, he, he was like, like oh, wanted them to know. Great, blah, blah, blah. He's and then he said, yeah. but I'm the coach of the Celtics, and that's yeah. what I'm doing. <laughs> and then people didn't, didn't remember that part. It's Kyrie PTSD. And I'm just fired up. It's Kyrie PTSD. He says he's going to stay if, when he leaves. <laughs> it's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, uh, if we want to talk about going forward, I really think towards the offseason, I don't really know what the answer is, but that's when the changes should happen. Yeah. Okay. You play this. If you really, I mean, realistically, if you're not going to make a move, which I don't think they should, unless there's something crazy out there, and I don't think there is. And I also think that's because of the play-in. Everyone feels like they have a little bit more of a chance. People don't want to yeah. sell as much. I know you don't love the play-in. But... Well, no, it just, I mean, there's too many teams that have a chance to get in the playoffs now. Yeah, it just makes things more entertaining, but continue. It does. And the the uh, tournament is definitely entertaining. We saw in the bubble. Mm-hmm. But you've got... Um, teams that aren't going to sell their players. There's nothing out there. You've got... Okay, so you don't make a trade. This back half of the season, half, whatever you want to call it, is like a tryout for these guys. Who fits? Who doesn't? Who who has potential to play well with Jason and Jalen? Do you even want to keep those guys around? It's extreme, but do you? Maybe you really think, like, oh, maybe they don't have it. The Jays? Maybe, maybe you yeah. think that. I don't. I don't know if I think that. If I'm Danny Andrew right now, you know, let's play GM. Sam, you and I are gonna play GM real quick, right? If I'm Danny Andrew. I look at the team, like you said, this is a tryout, and this is what we can talk about for a little bit. I have the Celtics um, payroll up here right now, so I can I can tell you contracts, right? Kemba Walker's on the books for this year, next year, and then a T player option the year after, right? So he's here. If he wants to be, he's here for the next few seasons. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum are here for the next four years, including this year, and six years, including this year, right? So they're here. And if I'm Danny Ainge, I do everything possible for the next at least two, three seasons to build around them. It, and then maybe if by 23-24 season it's not working, you trade Jalen Brown or you trade Jason Tatum or you do something to mix it up. I don't know. That's drastic. We're not going to talk about that right now because if I'm Danny Ainge, I see I have two young All-Stars and – they have the ability ability to get better every season. So I try to build around them. Marcus Smart's on the books this year, next year, next year, things not working. I know you hate it. Maybe think about it because someone's going to pay him. Someone's going to pay Marcus Smart a lot of money. And do you want to be that team? Realistically? I, I know you love Marcus. Smart. I love Marcus the money. Smart. Exactly. Is he, is he committed to the Celtics enough to not take the money? Yeah. And, and that's tough. And in the past, they'll pay him. Players... They just probably won't pay him an astronomical amount. Yeah. And they'll I think him. I'm, how much do you and think he can get in the open market, though? Like, how much do you think Marcus Mark gets in the open market? 15 Somebody would 20? probably give him 20. Yeah, which is a lot of money, right? And did the Celtics have that much? Because soon enough, you're going to have to look to extend these young guys that we're talking about, right? And that's the beauty of this team right now. Like you said, this is a tryout because you're going to have to pay these guys eventually. Like, look at this. Grant Williams is this year, next year, and then a team option. So he's on the books. Pritchard's on here for a while. So if you look at the contracts right here, Robert Williams is going to have to get an extension next year by next year next year is the last year of his deal so if you want to keep robert williams which i think most of boston would like to keep robert williams i'd like to keep robert williams i keep him over maybe tyson thompson i prioritize paying him over those other two well, guys, yeah just fine obviously 
Then you have Tice Nate has McClung fallen off a bit lately. Tice is he's not playing as much. In, in my opinion, is on his way out. Mm-hmm. If yeah, I'm is, the GM, and I like is, Tice, I do too. Yeah, I just don't think he has a role here anymore with Williams because Williams he's hovering between starter and you know bench spark, and Tice is both of those. So you don't really need him anymore. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to start Williams, then you got to bring somebody in that's going to start in front of him. But I don't know. I don't really know what the answer is with Robert Williams yet. And realistically, if you look at teams around the league, you could probably sell Tice. You could probably sell him to a team that would need a center. You know, sell him to Toronto for cheap. Like, you probably wouldn't get much back, but you can sell him to Toronto. You sell him to Dallas, maybe. You get back some from them. They don't have a great center. They're starting Willie Cauley-Stein this season. You sell him somewhere that would appreciate his value. Um, maybe the Hawks for a backup center. I don't know. There's there's got to be options around the league for that, but um yeah Sam you want Rondo, <laughs> I mean Sam's been wanting Rondo, but it's like like you said this is a tryout and I'm gonna tell you why I would want Rondo. This is this is um a somewhat point that applies to the team as it is. I mean one this is the first thing when he's on the floor he's making decisions he's things are happening and he's making things happen on the court. If that makes sense, he's like a coach on the court. They don't have that right now and they would yeah. benefit from that for sure. Number 2, he's someone that will push the pace and they kind of need to push the pace. The Celtics are at their best when they're running. Very mm-hmm. short point for me, but they need to run more. Mm-hmm. Cuz when they get into those half court sets, that's when they struggle. We saw them come back on Cleveland, they did it on the fast break every time. Yeah. Yeah, it's because of this iso ball. If they had Rondo, I guarantee you there wouldn't be as much iso ball. Well, he'd be, he'd be the holding the ball. Exactly, and he'd be making stuff happen. I think they need somebody to do that. Mm-hmm. I think they need to make a trade, but not to get better, if that makes sense at this point. That's where I'm at. I don't think they need to or are they unloading? Unload a little bit. Unload Thompson, unload Teague, unload Tice if you have to. Right, Just like make space for these younger guys to get Maybe minutes. Maybe unload Kemba. Real, a lot of money. which is sad, right? Because you don't like you might have it's not to working pay. right now. It's not working. The issue with Kim is you might have to pay somebody to take his contract, mm. you know, because like realistically, it's a huge contract. And if he's playing this, what if you like right trade now, him for something that like, like, like an Al Horford, you know what I'm saying? Like someone that also would be like a contract that probably have to throw to in, probably have to throw in a pick for that though, because like who would win it? I think so, dude, because Kemba's on the books for longer and for more money or the same amount of years, but more money than Horford. Right. And, you know, the Thunder, realistically, Sam, uh, not Sam Hickey, um, what's Presti. His name? Sam Presti, Sam Hickey, Sam Presti wants picks. That's all he wants. Maybe Kemba in a couple seconds. I'd gladly give up a couple seconds. Right. Like second. I don't know. Me, I don't know if you really want to do nothing. that. I think I we were talking earlier. I don't know if it was us or I was listening to radio. Picks aren't super important to this team. This was a take before because you've already got a bunch of guys. You know, you already have too many guys on the roster. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But like, you kind of need to get better. You need better guys and you need them cheap because you, you really don't have a lot of money to throw around because of the, the you know, the extensions. Mm. So you know, I've heard, you know, I've heard around the league, the Magic what? want Kemba. I've heard they, they want Kemba in trades, which is surprising, but you know the Celtics. From? I, it's just a known thing. Like I can go on Twitter. It makes sense cool. for them because I don't have a point guard right now. I mean, everybody well, they, they play they have one point guard every day. Yeah, yeah. I Magic trade targeting for trades for, for Ricky Orlando. Rubio. They're tra- they're targeting Ricky Rubio and Kemba Walker ahead of the deadline. That's all over everywhere. I'm looking. It sucks because so. I really like Kemba. Yeah, me too. You know, I think he's a good person. I just don't think he's working right now. I so I don't think he's maybe he's not fit to be a third guy. Mm-hmm. But it's I don't annoying. think. I, they're definitely not as good when he doesn't. It's not like he's not playing games and they're winning, uh, mm. like on the back to backs. It's not. It's yeah. not like that. They lose all of those. <laughs> they lose all the back to backs. But it's just something's you not working. And maybe our ball out. said like Lonzo doesn't want to be in New Orleans. Like he hates it there. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Bring him. Bring him home. Or not home, but bring it. Bring him here. Bring Lonzo here. Bring him here. Lonzo. Lonzo's shooting like forty six percent from three this season. His you know contracts that. up after the season. Yeah, he's he's the Tatum Tatum deal, so you'd probably have to pay him. But I can't imagine he'd want like twenty well, something mil. I think he's restricted. Yeah, yeah unless, he is. Like, so they right. So I mean, if they trade for him, they get to keep him. <laughs> Realistically, right? This is what I'm thinking. You trade Kemba to Orlando, right? And this is all 
theory, right? Obviously, Danny Inge can't just do what he wants. Like, other teams have to agree and everything. You trade Kemba to Orlando for Aaron Gordon, right? So figure out a way to get that deal done. Make the salaries match. I don't care. Kemba and a first for Aaron Gordon and Evan Fortier. Something like that, right? Something to bring the money back and make it match. You trade something, maybe Tristan Thompson and, a, and like, a pick to New Orleans for Lonzo Ball. And then you run that, right? You run, what is that? Lonzo, Jalen, Jason, Gordon, and Robert Williams. And then you have Smart and Evan Fortier off the bench. That sounds fine to me. Obviously, probably not going to happen. Like, I would give that a 99.9% chance of not happening. But in my head, that works. Like, I'd like that, right? Would you agree? Yeah. If they're going to try and save the season, Jack, right? Which I don't think they should or will. Can't. But they're going to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I they they have to like do a 2018 Cavs where they just like blow like the <laughs> whole team up. Yeah. And just keep the important pieces because I mean they and don't who have Who are the important right pieces now. though? That's another question. Who are those important I think pieces? it's Tatum Brown, Robert Williams probably. That's um, it. Probably Marcus. Smart? I think Marcus is important because he's a good facilitator. Yeah, true. And, they don't have much of that. defense. They don't. They don't have that. So and then I would aside maybe from that, Pritchard borderline there, but Pritchard's borderline. He hasn't been consistent enough for me lately to really be over the moon. But I do like he's, him. He's the only thing they have to a future point guard right now, which is a scary thing to give up. I will say, right? He's the. He's you the never know what they have. get when they blow up the team, Jack. That's the thing. <laughs> but they they sure. don't have things to give up. Like nobody wants Ojale, yeah. Grant Williams, Teague. Like people don't want those guys. Hmm. The most intriguing pieces they have right now are Robert Williams and Peyton Pritchard, which is the guys that the Celtics want to keep, which is frustrating. I think Neesmith and Romeo maybe are things they can possibly give up. I've also seen that the Clippers are trying to get Lonzo Ball, which would be annoying <laughs> because they're already so good. But like Clippers are also a terrible team in the clutch, which is frustrating. But um, frustrating because they're still so good. But um. I don't know, man. It's the Celtics are going to be a playoff team this year, regardless if they're 500 or not. They'll I mean, be able all to they got to do is be like in the top 10. No, they'll, they'll get exactly. In. Exactly. Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they're in the play in rather than the playoffs, they which play is in. they would lose. You think they'd lose in the play in? Wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. I would be so upset, but I wouldn't be surprised. They lose in the play and they get in the lottery at the very least. They get clowned if they fucking lost in the play. <laughs> they're getting clowned right now because they're bad, right? They're getting clowned around the league. I mean, the thing that pisses me off the most is that the Sixers are so good and they are so good, which is annoying because yeah. all Sixers fans are like, oh, let's see in the playoffs. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, they I was going to say second round chief. I think it's time to strip the vets of the minutes, right? Just cut down Tice minutes, cut down Thompson minutes, cut down. I guess they don't really have any bets past that. Like, you got to play Kemba. But give Robert Williams those minutes. Give Grant Williams those minutes. Give Grant Williams some center minutes, please. I'm so sick of seeing him play wing. And I know Grant you Williams, have so many centers, but, like, come on, man. Grant Williams That's where he plays. one of the guys I kind of like because... Um, he cannot. He doesn't have to play, and then he can come in and Brad play with Stevens. Well. No, not what about happened? that. What Indiana fans are still hopeful. Yeah, they can go fuck themselves. Uh... <laughs> What's it called? Grant Williams, will, he makes an impact when he's in the game a lot of the time. Yeah. And I don't know what it's been this year that he's struggled. He was great last year. But, like, he'll get you big offense, excuse me, rebounds. He'll get you, you know, he'll make blocks. He makes good hustle plays. You know, I like shots, it. too, this year. He's hitting yeah, shots. he makes. he made a big three yesterday. Yeah. Um, matter, but he did, yeah. He's been pretty consistent shooting, too. I, I just think he's somebody that you... He has potential to be a good player on an, a good team, or an important player on a good team, if that makes sense. He's not going to be, like, a starter, I don't think. But off the bench, he's someone that's going to... He can be an energy guy. The eighth nine man in the rotation who comes in and makes a little bit of an impact, I think, is what his role is. And we saw that last year. We saw that perfectly last year. He did that in the Toronto series the entire time. And you want to know Why? Because he was playing the position he's meant to play. And this year, he's not getting the chance to do that. And you know what happened last year, Sam, in the playoffs? What happened in the Toronto series? They benched Cantor and played Grant. And when they did that, they won games. This year, they're not playing Grant at center. Well, last year, they were also benched, or, or Robert Williams was hurt, or they, they weren't playing him. So you got to pick. Yeah, but I'm saying give 
grant some run, at least like try it out. You're already playing Tice like what, less than 15 minutes of games at times. Thompson's hurt right now, so it would be the perfect time to give Grant run at center, right? Like you could bench, like take Robert Williams, give him a rest instead of putting Tyson, run Grant at center for like a three, four minute stretch. See what happens. Worst case happens, you start blowing a lead, which you're already fucking doing anyways. Like you're not winning games anyways. It's not like this is like particularly working. Like there's no winning formula with what they've been doing. So what's the harm of trying Grant at center again? There isn't one. And it's not like teams are running these super big lineups at you anyways. The Rockets run fucking six foot five guys at center all the time put grant up against him like do something have also lost 18 games in a row exactly but but what i'm saying is not every team is running these super big like centers run grant against one of these small ball centers that people are running and test it out right it gives you more mobility gives you more flexibility you can run yeah but you're better i think you're better off running robert williams against those guys because he just he dominates them yeah i know but i'm I'm saying uh, robert williams is houston on the bench that's an example right there i mean he dominated in that game He's really good against Cleveland, too, if I'm not mistaken. When you're resting Rob, test Grant out instead of just throwing Tice right back in. But Tice, like, is, Tice is decent. Like he's, he's, he hasn't been great lately. He still I does know, good things. If you want to get the most out of Grant Williams, I'm saying, like, t- try like run him at small ball center. That's my point. Because he's, he's not a wing, and we've seen that on the defensive end. And that's what most people are complaining about, and rightfully so, because he's not a great defender on the perimeter. But he's a good post defender. You give him a chance. I don't know. And they too, do have too many centers to do that. But I'm saying you... The winning formula, in my opinion, for the Celtics is having Rob, having a secondary center, in this case, Tice, and then having that third, you know, just-in-case center as Grant Williams, right? Not Tristan Thompson, not Ennis Cantor, right? Have two bigs, two primary bigs on the roster, not Taco. Please, Facebook, stop. (laughs) And you run Grant Williams as that, what's it called? Like, when you have, have, like, the backup on the team. Yeah, uh, when the starter gets hurt. There's like a term for it. Um reserve. When starter handy uh no hurt fantasy. I'm like ghoulie right now because there's a name for it. Utility. Um, no, a handcuff. He's your handcuff, just in case. Handcuff. Right? No. Is that it? Safety net? Reserve. I don't know what it's called. What's it called? What's it called when you I don't know. I'm taking too much time to figure out this term. I'll figure it out eventually, but I think it is the handcuff. It's just we don't have to keep talking about Kurt Williams. I just like him, and I know it's just not working the way they're using him. But um, yeah. I mean, this Kemba Walker trade thing. I'm. Do you really think it's time? I know people talked about it when he's playing bad, and then he played well again. But is that the move that has to happen? I don't think it necessarily makes the Celtics infinitely better. It might make them worse, to be honest. But something's got to change. It makes them. It, it gives them but, more flexibility. Okay. Here. Yeah. I mean, right now it feels like they're locked in with him and he's not playing well here. Doesn't mean he can't play well somewhere else. And I mean you you're stuck with this guy for two years. Is that what it is? Yeah, this year, next year, and then a player option the next year. So But I I I don't know if you need a scoring point guard in this team. I think you need a I don't know I don't know what the answer is. I, I don't I don't know what they need. I think what the thing I said would be maybe not necessarily a perfect winning formula, but it makes this team infinitely better. You bring in Lonzo, a primary playmaker who can also shoot and like catch and shoot. Aaron Gordon to run that four spot where you're running either double bigs or Shemi Ojale, right? Who would be an improvement in my opinion, like a third wing almost, which is good. And then Evan Fournier off the bench. You need that extra scoring, extra wing scoring for catch and shoot situations. And then you let the Jays and maybe Marcus or Pritchard run the offense. The Jays have to get better at trusting their players around them, but that might be the winning formula for the Celtics team. And again, for those listening, we're just speculating. We're not GMs. Like, neither are you. We're, unless Danny Ainge is magically listening to us ramble, none of us are GMs, but something's got to change. He is. And he'll be happy Celtics, of, uh, my defense of him earlier. <laughs> and he'll hate me because I <laughs> rammed it real, uh, reamed him a little bit, but, uh, yeah, if you're watching the Celtics right now and think something doesn't have to change and think that this team is fine the way it is, you're just not watching enough. I mean, I don't right? think it's fine, but I mean, if if nothing happens over the next week, it's it's just like, I mean, what, what did you expect? Yeah, which is frustrating, I will say, because every year it seems like the Celtics could make these moves. And I know you love free, Sam, right? Like the Derrick Rose thing pissed you I, off. I, right? love, I love me some free. You know... 
Ainge, and I'm not saying he would have been the perfect fit for the Celtics, but the thing Danny Ainge always says, right, is, oh, the price was too high, right? You hear that all the time, yes? So Yeah, but I, I agree with that a lot of the time. But because then you see teams getting these players for free. Trevor Ariza. Teams are, they just don't want to deal with the Celtics a lot of the time. But Trevor Ariza, right? A second-round pick and Myers Leonard, who's not even going to be with the team. So that's just a second-round pick for Trevor Ariza. Would you have traded a second-round pick for Trevor Ariza, Sam? Realistically. Like, maybe it doesn't make the team infinitely better, but Trevor Ariza for a second-round pick sounds like a fine deal to me. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess. He wasn't playing this year. And he... I don't know if he was playing in the bubble, so... He didn't That's a long time he didn't play basketball for. But it's free. It's free, Sam. Like, you get him for a second-round pick, that's free. No? And uh, there's an article that's out, and it was um, it was Hoops Hype, I believe. And it was going over uh, what teams are asking for certain players, right? Kind of went, uh, went around the league and said, okay, this is what this team wants for this player. You want me to read you some of those and tell me if you'd pay the price? Yeah. Aaron Gordon's price tag right now is a first-round pick and a good young player. Their definition of a good young player, I don't know. But a first-round pick... And I don't know, you know, Aaron Why D. Not? Smith, the first round pick in Romeo Lankford. You wouldn't you wouldn't pay that for Aaron Gordon? Like those aren't good young players, Jack. Okay, fine. Then you throw in one of those they guys would, and two first. Let's round say picks. Robert Williams. Okay, yeah, I guess. Okay. Or a Pritchard. It, it, I, don't, I don't know. It Pritchard depends on their maybe. definition and what the market is, right? If you but even if you want to sweeten the deal, two first round picks and then like a decent young player like a Gordon or a Neesmith or a Romeo. I'd pay that. I'd pay two first for Aaron Gordon to get him on the Celtics. Gives you extra scoring, gives you extra defense, gives you extra like perimeter shooting a little bit. It makes them better than they are. Another guy who's on the market for a second round pick and a player to a role player is Spencer Dinwiddie. Won't play this season, but if you're looking past the season, I'm fine with Spencer Dinwiddie on this team, right? Like you pay a second round pick, you pay some well, semblance of a role Jack, player. He, his contract is up at the end of the year. Yeah, I, I'm just so looking. Like you'd I'm be trading for a guy to sit there on the sidelines. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, and if they could like convince him to sign back or something and move on from Kemba in some way, I'd rather have Spencer Dinwiddie running the offense than Kemba. It's more of a passer to some degree. I don't know. I'm just reading the players I've seen that are on the market. Um, Nemanja Bjelica is on the market for a second round pick change something i uh, yeah but at this I, point jack this it's just not worth it the yeah. is not going to turn your season around that that's yeah, and, that's the point of what i've been saying is like what what are you going to go get that guy for <laughs> is he a solid player yeah but yeah. like he's not going to make you better infinitely better mm-hmm. he's going to take minutes away from guys which from what we're talking about you should be giving more minutes to guys that you want to uh, keep around to see if you can get him up to speed a little bit. Yeah, that's fair. I'm just like, you look around the league and it, it's at the same time, right? I agree with you in some sense that making moves not worth it, but it's also frustrating because I think this team has the potential to be a really good team if you add a couple more pieces. But at I the agree. same time, you're taking, think, a, you're taking a risk a in doing so. Is he is he a piece that's going to make I, you be a Lisa? A little bit better, at least. It's better than a running out Shemi Ojale. They're, they're not even 500, Jack. A little bit better is 500. Okay. It, it's better than running out these other bench power forwards, quote-unquote, right? I'd rather have his shooting. At least yeah, he it's better, shooting. Jack. If, if they're like 10 games above 500 and competing for like a top spot, then yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't make – it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's why Who's I like Aaron draft Gordon pick. That's why I like Aaron Gordon or Aaron Holiday is also available. I'd like either of those guys because they're young and they can grow with the Jays, right? I'd like it's either of those guys on the team. Aaron, Aaron Holiday makes like 2.5 mil. I don't know how long. Oh, Aaron Holiday. I think he was drafted like last year maybe. Uh, let me look at this real quick. So it's got to be like uh, Aaron Holiday is on the books for this year and next year. And that's it. And then he's free. But he, but he'd be restricted free agent because he's a young guy. So maybe I mean, in the price tag for him though is a first round pick. So give up a first. But in my can you give up the first? This point, Jack, you might be in the lottery. You can't give up the first. Yeah, you might be in the lottery. <laughs> I don't think the Celtics will. You get the number one pick. Shut no. Shut the fuck up. Now you're wild. Now you're wild. You never know. Yeah, they you lose get... the play in. They win the lottery. <laughs> 
I'm not saying they'll be a top lottery team. I'm saying you never know. You Sometimes you hit. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's sad that at this point in the season we're talking about the lottery. <laughs> That's <laughs> depressing. Uh, I mean... If, I, if I'm the Celtics man. right now, I'm very hesitant to trade the first round pick for this year. I'm talking next year's first round pick of the year. Maybe next year, yeah. Because yeah. I think the big thing is you got to re you got to reload in the off season. You got to figure yeah. out it, age. I don't know what the problem is. You don't know. Nobody knows what the problem is. He has to figure yeah. out his job is to figure out what the problem is and fix it. And I think they need to, like you said, reload in the off season. But it it scares me saving that TP for the off season because as the longer you wait, obviously. They'll in in theory there'll be more options in the off season, but then you have yeah, such it'll, a limited it'll end up time expiring. to use it. You also got to remember it's a year to the date of so it's November. You know, when it's I'm pretty sure it's so November. When, yeah. yeah, it's still like a long time. You know, it's not. You know, you're not going to lose it in June. You have yeah. the, literally. You might even have training camp before you want to use it. You might have. You might be able to go a little bit into next season to use it, right? Yeah, like in November. So. So it's, it's not, not the, the end, end of the world. world. I'm not. But, I'm not really sold on you. They, what, what's out there that's like life changing that they're going to get with it? That's the nothing. thing. Nothing realistically right now. Like unless you trade for. No, yeah, I, I've got unless you manage to trade for Carl Anthony Towns or something ridiculous, and I don't even know if he fits into it. And I don't think he does. It, it, it's yeah, it's frustrating for sure. Maybe I wish I wish they never traded for Kyrie and they picked Colin Sexton because he. <laughs> I'm just going back and just reliving Imagine. the old days for everything, right? Then what'd you have? Like, who you who have... got picked after Sexton? Who was still there? That's a good question. What, what draft class was that? 2018. Yep, that was a Robert Williams draft. So. 2018 NBA draft. Who they hit on, by the way? They hit on that. Um, Colin Sexton, Kevin Knox, Mikael Bridges. Mikael Bridges would be nice. Shea. Shea was 11th. Oh, they could have <laughs> Shea Jesus Alexander. Kyrie. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. was there. Mount Bridges. Uh, who else? After Robert Williams, there wasn't really anything much. much Realistically, Shea's the big miss. Not that they yeah. missed at all. I mean, because they. Yeah, this play. is just. <laughs> this is just us. Uh, and then you still have what? You still have Antezizich on the team. So Crowder, Jake Crowder, Thomas. Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah Thomas, you're, who, you're... by the way, if he came back while well, still playing with the Celtics, might have been a different story, by the way. Yeah, you reload, you have Isaiah Thomas, but then maybe you're in a situation where the Jays are really good again, and then you have an Isaiah Thomas instead of Kemba, which, as we see this year, isn't really working. So hindsight's obviously 2020, and we don't know. We're well, just... let, let's compare the two, right, Jack? Hypothetically, mm-hmm. you've got Isaiah Thomas, who was the best player on a one seed team that made the conference finals, <laughs> and then Kemba Walker. Who made the first round of the playoffs a few times? Yeah, no. I mean, yeah. the difference now. Kemba, his his peak was longer, but Isaiah's, Isaiah's peak was better. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, he knows it's more of an understanding of like how to be successful. And plus, he's in the system. I don't know. There's a lot to it. Kemba was in the system last year, and he was he was all star starter. Again, we're just. You know, reliving nice memories, guys. Listening, it's it's nothing else. Sometimes to you got to go back to. and watch old games to, to make yourself <laughs> feel better. That's I think I Jay Crowder Crowder would be great on this team right now. I mean, if that Isaiah Thomas thing doesn't happen, or if that Kyrie trade doesn't happen, right? Let's just you know, we'll, we'll leave relive history for a couple minutes, and we'll we'll wrap up. But Gordon Hayward doesn't hurt himself for one. He never yeah. breaks his leg. Kyrie never throws the lob. <laughs> um, and that's Gordon as high. far as we need to go. Yeah, yeah, and then we're fine. Maybe hey, Horford doesn't leave, and then you have Horford the Jays. Terry maybe doesn't leave, right? So you have Terry Crowder, Isaiah Thomas, Horford, Hayward, and the Jays. I don't know. And obviously, like th- that was a good trade at the time, right? Trading for Kyrie was the smart thing at the oh, time. I I was Hindsight is twenty. I was heated too, but like you were getting the better player. You were getting no, the I mean, I was like, I was like, all right, like all right, but like I'm heated, you know. Exactly, exactly. Like you knew it was smart, but in your heart, it was annoying because obviously Isaiah Thomas is Isaiah Thomas. And the fun, fun fact: I picked up a a pair of Isaiah Thomas shoes, and I was on the way back, and then the trade happened, so I was very upset. So my my green Isaiah Thomas shoes were useless at that point. <laughs> so um, yeah, man, R.I.P. I mean, sign it now. <laughs> just sign him. It can't hurt, right? 
they, they honestly should <laughs> sign him. And like everybody's like really like set against it, but like you claim instead of Teague. <laughs> but then it goes against what we were saying earlier, like sit the vets, play the young guys yeah. if that's what you want to do. But like Isaiah Thomas is different. That's Isaiah Thomas. Bring him back for the culture at the very least, right? Set a spark. Spark something for when fans are back, spark. right? Ima- imagine the roar those 2,000, 3,000 fans would make when Isaiah Thomas stepped on the floor as a Celtic again. Yeah. Crazy. But, uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about or are you, are you all said? This is not yeah, the I'm most fun pod. <laughs> well, no, it was definitely right. a good listen, I, I'd imagine, for whoever's oh, listening. Yeah. If you made this far, nice we appreciate you. It right? was a nice event, for sure. But um, we had some good moments uh, make sure today to follow us at... raised my voice. <laughs> make sure to follow us at Bannertown USA. You guys can follow me at Jack Simone NBA. Uh, thanks for tuning in to listen to us vent about the Celtics. Make sure to use code BTUSA. Uh, manscaped.com at checkout, 20% off and free shipping. Thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring uh, Bannertown USA and shout out Guy Boston Sports. Uh, we'll partner with them. They're really cool over there. And uh, yeah, like them on Facebook. Sam, if you're on Facebook yeah. now, um, our pregame streams will be there as well. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Twitter for the time being and the Guy Boston YouTube. They YouTube is where it's at. YouTube is where it's at. YouTube. Follow us on Facebook too, the Bannertown USA. But, uh, Go ahead, Sam, and wrap us up. Um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully, you know, I don't, I don't know if we want something to happen or not, but if, if it's news, it'll be interesting. Maybe we'll have some yeah. else to vote. You know, we want to say, well, what's wrong with this team? We'll say, oh, how can so-and-so help this team? Let's That's go. Cool. Be on the Kool-Aid. <laughs> but, we'll drink the Kool-Aid a little yes, bit. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. It's a lot of fun doing the show. Um, you can follow Jack, as he said, at Jackson NBA. Follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA. Use the Manscaped code if you are a man. I mean, if you're, you're not a man, you're shut out of luck for that one. I'm sorry. Hey, use it too. I mean, shit, if you want to get the product, get the product. <laughs> All guess. inclusive. Use the code. All inclusive, I guess. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. But, um, <laughs> yeah, you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.